Hi and welcome to Hagahelia Porvo Stories, episode 14. Today we continue with our podcast episode series on time management and productivity. In the last couple of episodes, we looked at a few time management and productivity strategies, and today we're actually going to look at how you can take the pieces of the puzzle, so take some of the tips you have heard in the last few episodes and combine them to create your own time management technique, hack, strategy, however you want to call it. Before we actually get started with that though, it's important for me to do a quick recap in case this is your first time listening to the show. When it comes to time management, there are many different strategies you can go for, but the ones we looked at in this podcast that are among the most popular and the most effective are number one, creating and using to-do lists, number two, using the so-called Pomodoro technique, where you put a timer on for a certain window of time, for example, 25 minutes, then you take a short break, let's say five minutes, and then you do that again. 25 minutes, 5 minutes, and so forth. And typically with the Pomodoro technique, after the fourth Pomodoro, so after the fourth cycle, people often take a longer break, maybe 30 minutes or something like that. Then the third strategy is time boxing. In other words, create time slots that are dedicated to very specific tasks. After that, the fourth strategy we looked at is the noise cancellation slash deep focus strategy, which is basically stopping procrastination or trying to decrease the chances of being distracted. Think of things like Facebook and other online platforms. It's very easy, especially if you're studying online, to get distracted. And there are apps that you can actually use to block certain websites, certain apps, or even block your entire access to internet for a certain window of time. Let's say, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, or something like that. And then the last strategy we looked at is what I called the key activity focus. And the idea there is to identify specific key activities, things like studying, growing your network of contacts on LinkedIn, for example, and things like that, and try to do something for each of them every single day. If you're curious to learn more about these techniques, I would highly recommend that you listen to the last two episodes of Hagahelia Porvo Stories because in the last two episodes, we took a closer look at all of these techniques plus a technique that you may have been using, multitasking, that is actually a very risky one. So if you want to learn about the specifics of each of these techniques, then check out the last two episodes. So episode 12 and episode 13. Now, let's turn the page and let's get started with the actual steps you can take to create your own time management and productivity hack, strategy, technique, whatever we call it, you get the idea. The first step is to think about what is the biggest challenge, the biggest obstacle you are personally facing when it comes to time management and getting things done. You may think, well, everybody is having the same issues when it comes to being productive, but actually that isn't really the case. As we heard in episode 10 from Xenia, Miki, and Harrison, some people may be struggling with actually creating a plan. They know I have 
all these things I need to do, but I have no idea how to basically create a plan so that I can take care of them one at a time. So you may be having an issue making a plan. Maybe you're actually okay with creating a plan, but you're having a tough time actually sticking to it, use it to get things done. Maybe you are actually somebody who's a big procrastinator, like Harrison told us in episode 11. He said he's battling with procrastination all the time, and chances are you are as well. Or maybe you're actually saying to yourself, you know what? I'm actually a mess. I'm really struggling with everything. I can't really create a plan. I know that if I would create a plan, I wouldn't be able to stick to it. Procrastination isn't really helping me. If that's the case, first of all, take a deep breath. You're actually on the right path. If you're here listening to this podcast, you're on the right path because some of the things we've talked about in the last episodes, what we're covering today and what we're going to cover in the next couple of episodes are going to help you big time. So to recap, step number one, identify what is the key area you're struggling with. After that, the step number two is about considering and doing two things. The first one is to choose a strategy. So think of what we've just covered a moment ago. We have to-do lists, Pomodoro technique, time boxing, and so forth. So you want to think, which is the strategy that sounds like the one that would help me? And if you're wondering what's the best strategy, the best strategy is the one that addresses the number one challenge you're having. Let's say sticking to a schedule and actually following on a plan. And is the one that basically intersect with your zone of genius. And here's what I mean by zone of genius. Some people are really morning people and they are able to do many things in the morning. They wake up really early. They do this, they do that. While some other people may not be morning people at all. They are more night owl. They prefer to stay up at night, work at night, and they're actually very good and productive. So it's not that they aren't good while they're working during the night. So you need to think about your zone of genius. Are you more a morning person? Are you somebody who prefers to work in the evening? And then you want to combine that with your actual situation. Maybe you're somebody who's working on weekends, so you actually can't do. Like Miki and Xenia told me when we sat down and talked about time management and productivity, and they said they basically plan their next week on a Sunday. So the Sunday before the week comes, they sit down and they plan their week. Maybe you can't do that because you're working during weekends, or maybe you actually have a free weekend, and weekend is the only time that you have free during the week. Or maybe you say to yourself, I'm super busy on weekends, I only have, I don't know, Wednesday afternoons or Tuesday mornings. That's fine. You just need to think about the strategy that helps you address the number one challenge you're facing. Then you want to think about your zone or time of genius and think about your actual situation. Another example could be maybe you are a parent, you have children, and you say, well, I prefer to do things when they are at kindergarten, for example. So maybe doing things in the early afternoon may be the best time for you to take care of things. It really depends from person to person. So think about the number one thing you're struggling with, choose the strategy or approach that addresses that specific issue, and think about your overall situation. When you're the best performing, is it morning, is it evening, is it after lunch, is it before lunch? And then also think about your availability or your schedule, really. Do you have time on weekends? Do you only have Monday afternoons? Do you only have 
Thursday mornings. That really will depend and will be a unique situation that is really tailored to you. And I have an example of making some of the things we're talking about here work for you. A couple of years ago, when I tried and started with the Pomodoro technique, I felt that 25 minutes, which is the standard wind of time you should have to work on something according to the Pomodoro technique approach, wasn't always a good time slot for me. Because if you think about it, doing something like writing isn't the same thing as adding something into your calendar. Even though you are writing or typing in both cases, typically when you need to add something to your calendar, a reminder, you don't really need to be that creative. You typically write a word or a sentence. Whereas with writing, if you're writing an article or something like that, then you need to think about things, you want to be creative. So it requires more time. And I personally found that when I used the Pomodoro technique, oftentimes it would take me a while to get really in the flow. And then when I was really in the zone, I was writing, I was like, this is awesome. The timer would ring and it would be like, well, it's time for a break. So I would take my break. And when I came back, I was like, oh, I feel I'm off my game now. Five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, I was really rocking it. And now I feel I'm not sure where to start from. The way I modified the Pomodoro technique to fit with my brain was to actually use the Pomodoro technique with the typical approach for tasks that don't require much creativity. Think of something like adding a reminder to your calendar or answering emails, for example. And then for activities where I needed to be creative, which means that I can't just snap my fingers and creativity comes to me, sometimes I may need a while, I will have larger time slots. So it's important that you keep in mind the way you are, the way your brain works, and really what, as I said earlier on, your zone of genius looks like. For me, I really found that even though many people talk about the Pomodoro technique and how effective it is. In order for that to work with me and help me be more productive, I needed to slightly modify it. So I took the ingredients, but then I made my own recipe. The next step, the third step to actually creating your own time management and productivity technique is actually the one that really makes the difference. And to tell us more about that is Xenia. If you've listened to past episodes, then you may remember her. She's an exchange student from Switzerland. And here's what she has to say when it comes to time management, productivity, and basically creating your own technique. I have this from Jay Shetty, and he's a really good speaker. And he say always, if you start the day in a rush, the whole day is, an, is not a good day and then you can't be productive because you had not time to start really in a good way. So it's better to stay up a little bit earlier and have your routine in the morning so that you have time for breakfast, listen to podcasts or meditate, whatever important for you. Then you have um, a better routine and can start the day really well. And then it's easy to stay productive. Xenia used the word routine, and that's a very powerful word. In order for you to become more productive, you want to make sure that you create a routine. A routine could be something that you do on a daily basis, something that you do every two days, something that you do 
only on Sundays. That really depends on your situation. But it's very important that you try to, first of all, create a routine, obviously, and then stick to your routine. And when it comes to your routine, similarly to the step number two of choosing your strategy and thinking about your situation, you can actually incorporate elements that will basically help you be more productive and feel more energized in general terms. I asked Xenia what it is for her, and here's what she said. That's um, meditation. <laughs> Even you have only five minutes in the morning, try to stay grounded, sit on your bed, have the feet on the ground and breathe. You don't have to think about the things and you don't have to feel I have to meditate now and I have to don't think about something. That's not possible at all. It's more that you calm down your nervous system and you have time to start your day. And it's already good when you have five minutes. Better it's you have 20 minutes, but it doesn't matter. If you have five minutes a day, it's already much better because then you're calmer and even everyone around you is stressed. You have a better and stronger immune system and you also feel more comfortable in your body and then you are better the whole day. So that's something that even you have a tough life with studying and working at the same time, it's possible when you take your time for yourself. Whenever possible, try to pair your routine with something that puts in a positive mood. It can be meditating, it could be listening to music or a specific playlist, a specific artist. It could be exercising, it could be having a talk with your best friend, walking your dog, going for a run around your favorite neighborhood, watch your favorite TV show. It doesn't really matter what the thing is. You want to make sure that your routine incorporates things that put you in a positive mood. It's very important if you're struggling with time management and productivity that you realize that you aren't going to be able to simply snap your fingers and things are going to look great. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. You want to make sure that you really approach the problem or the task at hand in a step-by-step -step fashion. So in other words, Start by looking at how you're going about things. What is it that you're struggling with? Then think about the strategy we discussed and the routine. And again, I just want to re-emphasize this point. The routine may be different from person to person. A good example is a concept and also a book called The Miracle Morning, which is a bestseller book that was written a few years ago by Hal Elrod. And the full title is The Miracle Morning the not-so-obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. And The Miracle Morning has become a very popular series. They have created different variations of The Miracle Morning book series. There is The Miracle Morning for families, for entrepreneurs, for salespeople, for real estate people. I wonder if they have a version for students or if they should make a version for students. But I still want to give you some quick tips from the book because I actually did interview Hal Elrod for one of my podcasts a few years ago, a podcast called 360 Entrepreneur. There are six principles that the concept of Miracle Morning revolves around that may be quite interesting to you. And Hal calls them life savers. And each of the letters of the word savers is actually the beginning letter of a specific word or one of the principles. So 
the first step of the Miracle Morning principle or the first letter of savers is S and S stands for silence. And the idea there is to try to start your day with a moment to clear your mind from all the noise, from all the deadlines you might have, all the tasks you need to take care of and all those kind of things. After silence comes affirmations. What affirmations means is to basically talk to yourself in a positive way. You want to talk to yourself and say to yourself things like, I know I can do a very good job at passing this class. I know I'm having a bit of a tough time with this project right now, but if I keep working hard, things are going to improve. It's very important to actually talk to yourself because some studies have actually showed that self-talk has a dramatic influence on your level of success pretty much in every aspect of your life. So silence, affirmations, then we have visualization. And visualization can be approached in different ways. I know people who create visual boards. They may create sort of collages with pictures that represent different goals, different things they want to do, things that have a certain importance to them. It doesn't really matter. Everybody is different. But according to the Miracle Morning principle, visualization is something that should be included. The next letter is E, and you may have guessed it, yes. E stands for exercising. I don't think you need me to tell you that it's important to try to do some activity every single day. After that, we still have two letters. The first one is R, and R stands for reading. And if possible, try to read for a moment every day. I personally would say, or listen, if you like podcasts, you can listen to podcasts. But I think it's important to try to have a moment to dedicate to something that you like doing that may or may not be directly connected to your studies. You can read from your favorite sports website. You can read your favorite magazine about traveling. You can listen to your favorite podcast about video games. It doesn't really matter. All those things are things that, first of all, are interesting to you and are great, but also things that are going to help you, number one, learn new things. And number two, they give you the positive vibes I was talking about early on. And then the last letter of savers or the life savers principle is scribing. And the idea of scribing is to take a moment to write down some thoughts, ideas, some realizations that came up to you, as well as maybe some opportunities, some things you would like to do in the future or things like that. Years ago, people used to do this in diaries. But I think you got the idea. It's to actually take a moment. And again, it doesn't have to be five hours. It can literally be a couple of minutes, just to write down some of your thoughts, some of the ideas, some of the goals you want to achieve, and things like that. Okay, so those were the six principles, the lifesavers of the Miracle Morning. Now, those aren't necessarily about productivity, but I still thought that it was important to mention them because they have a positive impact on you, which then means that you have more positive vibes, that means that you have more energy to then get things done. In other words, even though those aren't productivity and time management techniques, they are factors that contribute to basically increase your overall energy level so that then you can actually get started with the things you need to do. I mentioned Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. If you would like another book recommendation, there is a book I read a couple of years ago that I feel had a positive and very powerful impact on my overall time management. 
And the book I actually have it right here in front of me is called Manage Your Day-to-Day, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. It's actually a very quick read. It's a collection of tips from some entrepreneurs, creatives, marketers, and productivity experts. So again, the book is called Manage Your Day-to-Day, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. Highly, highly recommend it because as I said, I've read it myself and it's been a very, very useful and helpful book. To wrap things up, I have two things. The first one is to do a quick recap. So if you are struggling with time management and you would like to create a technique, a strategy that you can use, you can follow three steps. Step number one was to choose a strategy that addresses that challenge. Maybe it's the Pomodoro technique, maybe it's to-do lists, maybe it's a combination of a couple of strategies because that can also be the case and a strategy that fits your needs and your schedule. If you're a morning person, great, you can do things in the morning. If you are a night owl, no problem. You can still be very productive at night. If you have time only, one day a week, only Saturdays or only Sunday mornings, only Monday afternoons, whatever, that's fine. Just make sure that what you choose as a strategy and the way you create your time management approach actually focuses on the time you have available. And then the third step that Xenia introduced was to create a routine. In other words, once you have identified the problem, you have found the strategy, It's important to create a routine, so a sequence of steps that you follow on a regular basis, can be every day, can be once a week, that will help you get things done. And don't forget, make sure to include things that put in a positive mood when creating your routine. In Xenia's case, that was meditation. Now you may be wondering, this sounds great, but what about tools? Aren't tools something that can make my life easier when it comes to managing my time? And the answer is absolutely yes. And in fact, tools to be more productive and manage your time better are exactly what we're going to cover in the next episode of Hagahelia Porvo Stories.